What is evidence-based medicine? You hear this thrown out a lot and people say, well, I only follow evidence-based medicine. Well, what is evidence-based medicine? So it's good to rewind and get a little bit of a history lesson. So back in the old days when medicine or like these doctors first started, there wasn't really like the scientific method. You couldn't just be like, well, let's test this hypothesis and see if it's true. It used to be, well, let's go to this, you know, elder person here or this wise person or even a gypsy or a witch or, you know, sorcerer, whatever it was, you know, the village smart, wise healer person. And they would do things like bloodletting where, you know, we'd let you bleed a little bit. They'd give you a little bit of herbs or, you know, whatever it is. They might give you a few things. They, they might have worked. The placebo effect is obviously very strong. Even if you know you're getting the placebo, you get better. You report better symptoms. But either way, that's neither here nor there. Back then, there wasn't a scientific method. The scientific method is we create a hypothesis and then we test it. So, for example, um, lemons, eating the rind of a lemon may cure uh, Alzheimer's dementia. So then we say, well, how can we prove this? You know, do lemons, does the rind of a lemon really fix Alzheimer's? Well, how can we test this? Let's design a study to prove or disprove that exact point. So we take a bunch of people, split them into two groups. One group gets lemon rinds for the next 20, 30 years. The other group does not. They eat it every day. 20, 30, 40 years from now, we check and see if who got the Alzheimer's and who didn't, right? Now, that's kind of a poorly designed study because it's like a 30 to 50 year process. So that's not a good example. Another example that might be better would be, all right, let's take uh, walnuts. And these, these kind of studies are done all the time. If we give people four walnuts a day for a month and then check their cholesterol levels in a month and we give the other half nothing, we give them a placebo. We give them like, uh, instead of walnuts, I don't know, we'll give them something else that's very benign and inert, something that's not going to inflame their LDL cholesterol or their cholesterol make it higher. So we give them like maybe fake pills with nothing in it, right? Because a placebo has to be close enough to the intervention where it actually is a placebo. You cannot just say, here's four walnuts and everyone else don't do anything. I mean, you can, but then like, you know, it's not as um, reliable. So we give these people four walnuts and we check their cholesterols a month later. And we notice the group that had the four walnuts had a 2% reduction in LDL cholesterol, right? Now, 2%, depending on the confidence interval, and I don't mean to get into statistics and medical statistics here, but that may not be a significant enough of a p-value. Like if the result is not significant, or if the result cannot be explained by coincidence, that's what a p-value is or a confidence interval is, we'll get into medical statistics later. Maybe I'll do an entire uh, uh, podcast on medical statistics, but if it did not, if it did not pass the... Um, confidence interval and then you're not that confident of the results you know it's more it could be a chance or a coincidence right but that's a scientific method you give some people a certain intervention or you take away something or you remove an appendix or you fix a knee with this knee prosthesis versus that one you fix a rotator cuff using this or that you know whatever it is versus the alternative which could be an alternative therapeutic alternative surgery or a sham surgery like a fake surgery we pretend we did surgery on you but we actually didn't um, all of these things are evidence-based and scientific now the question is not that a lot of us that are especially if you're listening to my podcast most of my listeners that follow me um, are super smart and they understand the basics of evidence-based medicine now the question becomes 
what evidence do you need to follow? Like, there are lots of studies that contradict one another. There's a study that might say eating XYZ is good for you. And then another one says, well, eating XYZ is bad for you. They're bad for this exact reason. So you also need to be well-read enough in all of the studies and the totality of evidence or be a subject matter expert or a group of subject matter experts to be able to put all of that together. Like, you know, the problem is online, at least, you have a guy who's a self-reported mountain climber who has no medical education or scientific education or background whatsoever, who is analyzing data and giving people advice on what to eat and what not to eat and what lowers your cholesterol and what doesn't lower your cholesterol. That's not good. Now, don't get me wrong. There are truck drivers that can be brilliant and figure this stuff out. But the the vast majority of people online, I would say 99.999999% of them, who are generally making certain claims do not understand the scientific method at all and have no reason to be making certain claims because what they know has nothing to do with what they're saying. Um, but the evidence-based community is people who follow evidence-based medicine are people who follow medicine that is based on studies. You know, I'm not going to be like, you know what, let's test this out on you. Let's put you on this drug, even though it has no relation to what you have. Let's just have an experiment. No, we have other drugs that fix what they have, right? If somebody has high blood pressure, I'm not going to go put them on a drug for Viagra. Oh, well, maybe that's not a good example because that could lower your blood pressure. But let's say somebody has really high blood pressure and we go put them on a, a diabetes medication to lower their blood sugar instead. Well, let's just test it out, test this out and see what happens. No, that, that that's not how it works. That's bad evidence-based medicine because there's no evidence that a diabetes medication could possibly lower renovascular hypertension, right? Um, so that's kind of an explanation of what evidence-based medicine is. We treat people based on evidence. Like a lot of times, for example, with stent technology, if somebody's going in for an elective stent in their heart, we have found over the years, based on evidence-based medicine, that not giving them a stent and treating them medically with just lowering their LDL cholesterol to as low as, as you want has similar outcomes and similar mortality as putting in a stent. Now, we're not talking about an acute heart attack where somebody's having a massive heart attack and they absolutely need a stent or they're going to die. We're talking about somebody who had a slightly abnormal stress test. We did a cardiac cath. We found a blockage. It was like 70, 80% blocked. Instead of putting a stent, you could just put them on medications and wait six months. The, the difference is that the stent, you get immediate relief. The medications you get relief after six to eight months. Um, but the mortality was the same. That same number of people died with when they received a stent versus not. So that's also super important when you're trying to figure out evidence-based uh, medicine. You don't want to uh, just come up with random things. And that's the whole reason why they came up with evidence-based medicines because we want um, data that works. We don't want to just throw things out there and just see what sticks. We want actual, real, true, um, scientifically proven therapeutics, interventions, surgeries, stents, you know, brain, whatever, you know, all of that, we need to know that it actually works. And there are different ways of testing it. You could start out in a Petri dish and a test tube and a rat model, which are good for hypothesis generation. Then you do a randomized control trial. You can look at cohort studies. You can look at epidemiological studies. You can look at meta-analyses, which are studies of studies. You can look at consensus statements and guidelines. You know, all of that is different ways of, of something under the umbrella of uh, evidence-based medicine. So 
Um, I hope that explains it a little bit further. Drop me some questions on any of my socials if you have any questions. Again, I'm not going to run any ads on this podcast. Please just like it. Give me some five-star reviews and share it with someone who you think would benefit. Peace.